Hello, welcome to Six Seconds Sobriety. This is Duncan. And today, okay, so here, hold on, right off the bat, please. This is a podcast for alcoholic men. Um, I do a lot of work with guys that come in and go out, whether you're in for three days and go back out, 30 days, three years, or I've seen 22 years go back. I've never seen anybody go out after that, but that was heartbreaking, man. So anyway, everybody uh, on this podcast knows Emily. Keep your britches on, Emily. Don't be emailing me. I'm all appalled because I told you it's not for you. So here's my thing. I'm going to probably, if I have not named an episode Serenity Now, I'm going to name an episode Serenity Now. So I um, have a girlfriend. I don't think you guys know. I might have mentioned her last two podcasts ago or one or something so she has um this is this is a lot of uh it's just a lot about my serenity and what i need to do to keep my serenity and it's uh, maybe kind of brushes up against a group like maybe Al-Anon or something like that which i never imagined i would need after my midlife crisis uh girlfriend I don't do well with blondes. I don't know about you, bro. I am 0 for... 0 for 3. 1, 2... Yeah, 0 for 3 with major relationships with blondes. And 0 forever with all others, right? So anyway, here's the thing. My girlfriend has some health, health issues. And... Um... So... She... No man, she's just she's nervous about it. She's stressed out about it. She's drinking a lot more than she used to. Like you know, I've known her for three years, and in the last three weeks, um, she doesn't drink every day, and she's not she's not that typical crazy psycho alky. But when she does drink, she drinks a lot, right? And then when she drinks a lot, I see this person. I call her Jaeger girl that she's apologizing for, so we know that remorse is a symptom, right? <clears throat> so anyway, it's kind of fucked up for me, man. This is going to be probably a pretty short day because I'm just kind of running this by you, man, because this is going to be part of your sobriety, too. you still got to deal with family members and people you fall in love with, just, you know, somebody, and they're all of a sudden, they're kind of off to the races. I feel like... It is a temporary thing. You know, people just go through their lives. No, it's, she's normal, right, man? So I have vetted her very thoroughly over the course of three years. I've got, it's not like I ever, never saw her drunk and, and, you know, just going out and having dinner or stuff like that, right? So she drinks, but not like the last three weeks. So there's... I don't want to get into it too much, but there's two, three major, like three major things, like major things. One is fucking life-threatening, brother. It's like a cancer thing, right? It's fucked up. So anyway, she's scared. She doesn't have any other coping mechanisms. I hate that, you know, fucking... I hate all those rehab terms, but sometimes I gotta use them, you know, boy, sorry. You're used to triggers helping mechanisms, all that fucking jerk-off shit. So anyway, 
you know, I read page 2021 again in my 12-step text where there's a description of what is an alcoholic because there are people who drink like she drinks like for a, a spurt because uh, they're fucked up so then their life's fucked up they don't have they don't know how to deal with it or they can be very heavy drinkers like everybody thinks they're an alky except for the trained eye maybe like me but you know you would say oh yeah motherfuckers an alky but then if something weird like a diagnosis like this girl had happens people just fucking quit they just stop they stop dead so that's you know She's the opposite. So, just today, um, I'm on the phone with my daughter, and she takes my keys and gets into my car, and then she disappears and texts, texts me a little later from the bar across the street. I talked to my daughter for an hour and 15 minutes. Heaven knows how much how many drinks she had because she paid the check so I don't really know I, I think it was only two I don't know but man it had such a ridiculous effect on her because she's fucking tired as hell she's got three major stresses one of them life threatening and you know just sort of like here I am I love her and uh but I'm never stuck here's the deal boys you can whatever you want to do bro you can Love them, and you can do whatever, but don't do too much. You have to be able to detach and leave. Fuck it. No matter what. Oh, you said you love me, and you're a liar. All that, you gotta go. Here's why. And when you get your shit together, believe me, I will be back. But right now, I can't be with you when you're like this. I will talk to you on the phone. Um... You know, you can text me, but I'm not going to, like, physically be in your presence. Because, you know, she's gone, sort of, she gets these high lows, gets talking to her dead father, um, gets distracted in the middle of freaking sex, which really is fucked up, you know what I mean? Like, she's changing a song or listening to the exact same song 12 times, maybe? Yeah, that's fun when you're trying to get laid, and, um, you know, just other, just stuff, man, you know, up and down, and, like, just, I'm like, holy shit, dude, this is fucked up, so, it's like, um, it's a pain in the ass, it's not a dilemma for me, because I've been sober a really long time, and here is what we do, this is what we do, our sobriety comes first. Above all else, even my relationship with my daughters and my son, if that got to a point where it was threatening my sobriety, I'm walking, man. I'm fucking walking. I'm sorry. This is how it is. So understand that, man. You know, this is a big deal. Um, and it's a fairly, like, you know, we've known each other three years and we hung out a lot, but we really kind of got intimate only about a month ago. So, you know. That's when a woman, in my opinion, Emily, calm down, is going to just, she's going to say, oh, yeah, he got laid, now I he fucking dumped me. You know what I mean? She's, they will not take any responsibility. In general, normal people won't take any responsibility. So you guys, 
look at your boss or um, whatever, just some motherfucker like, you know, in 7-Eleven talking to his uh, hombreezer or his girlfriend on the phone or in person. <clears throat> it's all everybody else's fault. I didn't do anything. Motherfucker just misunderstood me or some shit. I don't know how that happened. You know, this is how... And, and you know, what happens also when you're sober, you are waiting early on in sobriety. Like, uh, I hate to tell you guys if you only have like six days or something, but early on, it's... uh wow, it's fucked up, because you're, uh, I just got distracted by a text, sorry, early on it's fucked up, because you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop, so I like quit three jobs in my first five years of sobriety that I didn't have to quit, any of them, but I, oh, you know, just fucking paranoia, and when you have a new job, you got a lot of stresses, and you don't have alcohol to, you know, use as a stress reliever anymore so you have to be in meetings and then when you can't get to meetings and you're working I'm in the food and beverage business so man I'm working 80 100 hours a week so when you can't get to meetings which is our salve that replaces alcohol that replaces smoking cigarettes eventually and remember I told you do not quit smoking for like uh, 18 months before you after you're sober don't not a year, fucking 18 months. If I said a year earlier, I mean 18 months. So now I'm changing that. So anyway, that's the thing today, man. You know, so here's the thing. I got to figure out, am I walking? Am I staying? So, you know, that's my 10 minutes today. That's all there is. And I will keep you up abreast. You know me. All right, bud. Go to a meeting, you fuckers. <laughs>